Every successful business provides goods or services that improve the quality of the lives of its customers, of its clients, of its guests, of its patients. And medicine is a business. If you don't think it is a business, then why do you have to pay taxes? Tell the federal government it's not a business. Each one of us has revenues, and we have expenses, and we have a bottom line, and we pay taxes on it. A business is a way that we earn an income, and we earn our income by providing services in the health field to our guests. I'm going to talk about five things that are very important for you to do and to understand so that when you leave, at least you'll have some ideas in your mind to roll around how to be successful in developing your medical uh, practice. I offer a fee-for-service practice, a traditional medical practice. I have never taken HMO, PPO, Medicare, Medicaid ever since I started, since my inception. We did it. file on indemnity insurance, but we always required our guests to pay their percent of the portion of their fee, plus um, they were required to pay whatever the insurance didn't pay. And then in 2000, we completely eliminated billing as a courtesy for our patients or our guests, and we simply give them a receipt for that. So we have a fee-for-service the way it was in 1950 or 1960. They just, it's like when you go to the grocery store when you go out to eat, they give you a bill and you pay for it which is a novel concept in business, isn't it? (laughs) Five things. First, what are the options that your patients have in your community to choose for their health care? Two, what can you do to differentiate yourself so that they'll choose your services? Three, how do you market yourself? Four, how do you deliver on your marketing promises? How do you ensure that you have guest, client, customer, patient fulfillment? And five, an action step that you can take when you leave here just so you can get on the path of health and wellness in your medical practice. Let me ask you this. How many of you here are sick and tired of the federal government, state government, local regulatory agencies, and insurance companies trying to control the way you practice medicine? Raise your hand. Okay. So would it be appropriate to say you're sick and tired of the way that you have been treated by these various other agencies, organizations, and businesses, right? You want to practice medicine. You want to provide services. You want to be compensated fairly. Your guests, your patients, have opportunities to get their services where? How, how can they get their services? Who pay, how can their services be paid for? Give me some. What happens? Yeah, I can pay cash. You got insurance, credit card, got Medicare, you got Medicaid. There's different ways for patients to get their medical service provided. And either they're going to pay out of their own pocket or somebody's going to pay for them. Now, if you offer the same exact services as Dr. Jones down the road, and he is at an HMO, and his staff never smiles to the patients and treats them rudely, and your staff never smiles to the patient and treats them rudely, and they go to that office and they get their antibiotic, and they go to your office and get the antibiotic, and your cash, and they're an HMO or PPO, why should they go to your practice over the other practice? Brings in my second point. You have to differentiate yourself. You've got to offer something different. 
Now, you notice I said the most important thing you can do in any successful business is provide products or services which enable your customers, your patients, to improve the quality of their lives. The whole function of of a business, any business, is to take care of your customers, to take care of your, in our case, our patients. We don't exist. If they don't walk through the door, I tell my staff, we have no reason to be in existence. We ought to get down on our knees and kiss their toes every time they walk in the door. We are so glad to have you. So you got to differentiate yourself. Ask yourself, what does my office look like? What does the paint on the walls look like? What do the chairs look like? What does the carpet look like? What does my staff look like? Do they dress up in pajamas every day? Like every chiropractor's office and every other HMO office? Are they dressed professionally? Do they greet my, my patients with a smile? Or they say, good morning, glad to see you. Do they give your, do they give your patients a warm and friendly greeting? Do they anticipate and exceed your patients' expectations? Do they give them a form, uh, for, uh, a, a fond farewell, thanking them for the privilege of serving them? Have you ever told one of your patients, Miss Jones, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to serve you today? Try that, and you'll be surprised the responses that you get. Dr. Hutz, you know I want to thank you. Thank your guests for your patients. By the way, I call, we call our patients guests. Now you go like, that's strange. Our, our, center, our center has um, benchmarked, decided, here's an out-of-the-box idea. We want to differentiate ourselves. We don't want to be like any medical practice in the whole world. I don't want to look like a medical practice. I don't want to feel like a medical practice. I don't want to have chairs like this in my office with metal backs, sticky, walls dirty, nobody smiling. You know, pull up in the window, give me your credit card. What insurance do you have? Write down on this board, go sit down. I don't, I don't want to do that. So what we did is we decided we're going to benchmark with the hospitality industry. Novel idea. Like, what does that mean? Have you ever heard of the Broadmoor? Have you ever heard of the Ritz-Carlton or the Four Seasons or the Cloister? Have you ever thought about offering your guests extraordinary hospitality and service? When they walk in, they feel like they... Have you ever thought to yourself, why don't we see ourselves as ladies and gentlemen and see our, our patients as ladies and gentlemen and serve them? So you've got to differentiate yourself. Make yourself different. And offer services that your patients need that will help them get better. If every time they walk in with a host of problems and you tell them their blood test is normally give them an antidepressant, I'd like, to, I'd like to suggest you're no different than the HMO doctors down the street. If you're not getting at the root of their problems and offering them significant help to improve their problems. And so you need to consider alternative approaches to health. I'd recommend that for your consideration. It seems that would be a viable option. Number three, market yourself. If you're different, let people know you're different. I have a radio program, 12 to 1 every day. KSEV Radio in Houston, Texas has been on that radio for five years. We've marketed on TV. We've marketed on the radio. We've had ads in the paper. I remember 1982 when I put my first ad in the paper. The doctor said, what are you doing? You can't market. I go, the HMOs and the PPOs and the hospitals aren't marketing. What do you mean? They're gonna, I'm going to let them take patients away from me. I'm going to market. Market yourself. Then fulfill your promises, number four. Here's, here's three good books to read. I'd highly recommend you get these books. They changed our practice and our model. The E-Myth by E. Michael Gerber. E-Myth, the entrepreneurial myth. The point of that book is work on your business, not in your business. Work on your practice, not in your practice. Take time to think about how can I make the practice the, the model? What does is, what is McDonald's sell? 
Hamburgers? They sell franchises. They sell a business model. Create a business model that you know that you have systems and procedures in place that everybody that walks in is going to be treated in a certain way. They're going to be spoken to in a certain way. Scripture phone calls. Write down systems and procedures on how everything is handled. And hire A players. Great book to read is top grading. Read the book top grading. One thing doctors historically have done is we underpay and we buy poor people on our staff. Buy, get people on your staff that are well-trained, well-educated, and pay them top dollar for that. And let them participate in your growth. So you want to fulfill your promises. And finally, write down, this is the most important thing you can do, write down a goal today on what you're going to do when you leave this conference to make your practice a better place for you to work, for your staff to work, and for your patients to receive their care. Write down a goal. How to be successful? Develop a definite purpose and write it down. That's the most important thing you can do is write down your goal. We have grown from just a one, uh, one doctor, one woman organization to we have 80 on staff right now. We have three other doctors. I don't see patients anymore by choice. I decided I wanted to work on our practice and not in the practice. And I felt like I would be better able to provide services if I trained other physicians to do what I did and train our staff, and that's what we've done. And you can do the same thing. Okay, I told you three books. E-Myth. The second book is Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. That is a key book on setting up your practices in business. It's so crucial. And finally, the third book is The 17 Principles of Success by Napoleon Hill. The 17 Principles of Success. Those three books, if you read those books and practice the principles in those books, you will be very, very successful. Every great business succeeds when it offers products and services that enable its clients, customers, patients, or guests to improve the quality of their life. I hope that you'll make it your goal to do that. And if you do, I can promise you'll be very successful. Thank you.